Good morning, Mosaic. Happy New Year. Happy, hold on, hit, hit it one more time because we got fireworks in this slide. They move. They move, they're not moving. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Happy New Year, Mosaic. 2024 is upon us. I think about, uh, it was about two years ago that we had, I believe, our first preview service here. And we had George Moss did a concert in here, and we were just getting going. And now we're saying, what's up? Zion, Zion said he got a word in his belly. He's ready to preach today. Um, yeah, give me, just give me one second, bud. And now we're saying two years later, the Lord still has us here. He's sustaining us. He's keeping a vision going of Mosaic here in Grand Rapids. And I feel like it is a very, very, very awesome thing. 2023 was an amazing year. Some awesome things happened for many of us. I'd say for me, um, having young Elia born was certainly a highlight. But 2023 finished with a bang. And I mean a very bright, shiny, strong bang. As our uh, leadership team member, Lucero. Met her Boaz, and they got engaged. I believe it was down in Mexico, if I have that right, to Mario. Our, well, now he's Mario number two. He was Mario number three, but now he's Mario number two. It's neck and neck, bro. It might be, it might be one and one A right now, but we're super excited for you guys. Uh, congratulations. Uh, we're just so excited for what God is going to do through your guys' union, so... Very excited about that. And, you know, 2024 started off well as well. I mean, even on the first day, my Michigan Wolverines beat the brakes off of Alabama and Pasadena. Hallelujah. I was like, man, the Lord, 2024 uh, is the year. So super, super excited about uh, the things that God has for us this year. Um, I always love the, the time of New Year's. Uh, it's a time to just kind of pause and look back and think about all of the great things that God has brought you through and done in your life over the last year. Um, it's also a time to reflect on things that maybe didn't go so well and some ways that we can course correct. And oftentimes we come up with these New Year's resolutions. There's things that we want to change moving into the next year so that our next year would be our best year yet. And so um, you, you'll see a lot of people do resolutions of like fitness and things like that. Everybody's always trying to get in shape. It's folks, you know, and, I, and I'm guilty. I'm one of them where it's like, man, ain't been to the gym in about 11 months, but come January 1, I'm flooding this place with about 40,000 other people and we're taking over all the weights, right? All of a sudden, we're all geared up and energized for fitness and we're going to eat better and we're going to spend less time on TV and we're going to spend more time with our family and there's all these different goals that we have for New Year's. And the majority of those goals and, and uh, ideas or resolutions are missed within, I, this last that I read, within the first four days. Usually people, whatever resolutions they put in place, they're already done with them. And, and the majority of, they said 90% of people are done with all of their resolutions by February 1. Like they can't even recall what they were. And so, but we know it's important um, but if we don't have a plan of action to go along with that and a vision toward that, then we'll never accomplish it. And so before we get into that part of the process, because I believe as Christ followers, 
you know, our resolutions and our goals coming into this year need to be centered around God. And they're more important than a lot of these other more worldly resolutions. Not to say that they're bad, but some of the resolutions we should have should have an internal implication, just not for this year. So excited to talk about that. But before we do that, I want us to get into our groups uh, one more time. And we got two questions for you. Question number one is, how do you prioritize what is important in your life? And number two, what happens to someone who has their priorities mixed up? So those are your two questions. We're going to give it five minutes and then we'll come right back. Today we're going to do it a little different. I want you to stay in your group. We're going to stay in your group for a little bit. Um, you guys have probably, yeah, yeah, stay in your, stay in your group. We'll, we'll eventually transition out, but we're going to remix it up a little bit. So you guys have probably heard the phrase that our God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of order. There are certain things that he expects to happen at certain times. He's put our, oh, there we go. The fireworks are back. The fireworks are going. There we go. Our God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of order. Even the way that our days go, right, with the sun coming up, sun coming down, there's times of rest that our body needs. He says he puts stars up in the sky so that we can see certain seasons and times and things like that. If you look at any of the Hebrew celebrations, they're all called satyrs, meaning order. They're not even called celebrations. They're called an order of events, of things that are supposed to happen at certain times. Even when you were to speak to a Hebrew person and ask them, how are you? Their response, if they were at baseline, if they were okay with be Ani Baseter, meaning I am in order. I have my priorities in the right place. Regardless how things are going, my priorities, the things that are supposed to be important are important. The things that are not supposed to be important are not important. So we're going to do an exercise today. Everybody in your group has a cup, a little plastic cup like this. And you have seven golf balls. And so these golf balls represent things that are very important. I saw this video from this professor uh, doing, a, doing a lecture on this. I thought it was awesome. I thought it very much applied to this. But around your group, I want you to put into the cup things that are uh, of the utmost importance. The utmost, or should be of the utmost importance in your life, regardless how you're currently living. What should be of the utmost importance in your life? And so we're going to take a few minutes, but you put it in. So one for me would be um, obeying the Lord, being obedient to the Lord in my life. Second one would be being a faithful husband to Christy. And so I want amongst your group, put seven things in your cup and share about, you know, amongst your group. What are the seven important things, should be important things in your walk for 2024? Don't let it take too long, just put them in.
All right, we got all seven in for both groups. Beautiful. All right, so call out. What are what are the what are some of the things that you guys called out in your group? Finances, being financially responsible. Loving your community. Second greatest command is to love your neighbor as yourself. Family, raising your children if you have them, um, raising them in the Lord, spending time in prayer, spending time in the Word. These are essential things that we need to be doing this year, not just this year, every year, particularly as followers of Christ, sharing the gospel, being committed to our church community, reaching people with the gospel, sharing the good news to people. These are essential things that we should be doing. Secondary to that, and if Mario could pass out some of these lima beans to each group. Second to that are things that are, again, still important, still important, but they're not as essential as this. And so if we have one person in your group, you don't have to, we're not going to pass around a bunch of lima beans, but if you pour it into here, pour it into your cup. I want you guys to pour the lima beans into your cup, pat them, knock them down as much as you can. Come on, John, you got them. Pour, pour them in and knock it down. It gets kind of hard to fit them all in, huh? Poor man, some of them won't go. Get as many in as you can. Tap, tap it, tap it down like this helps. There we go. All right, let's see your cups. Let's see your cups. There we go. John, let's see your cup. Nice. Guys, this represents, these represent things that are important. But they're not essential. For me, this is probably following up on emails. Again, very important. Important for my job. Not an essential thing for my life. Not an essential thing for me to walk as a Christ follower. Important. Important to my job. Not essential, right? Um, playing sports. Again, important for physical exercise and things like that. Again, not essential to my life. This is, the lima beans represent that. So then, I'm going to throw us one more. If Mario, could, if you could pass out the sugar. This is, some, this is some just fun stuff. This is fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, you keep, keep it. That's fun stuff. Look at, I want you to look at your cup, look at what you got, and I want you to pour into your cup as much as you can. This is, this is, oh yeah, 
Yeah, don't pour it over. Don't pour it over. John, don't pour it over. If it won't, once you're at a limit, you're at a limit. Got it. All right, so check out, check out my cup. I got the essentials. So this cup represents the time that you have. This cup represents the time that you have. Essentials, golf balls, important things, the lima beans, and then we got a bunch of fun and, mo and mundane tasks. I got watching University of Michigan. I love my Michigan Wolverines. It's just fun. There's mundane tasks, popping, unlocking my door, pre, pre, you know, heating up the car, shoveling, mundane tasks. Again, these things aren't essential. Those things also aren't fun, but we're going to include them in the sugar. So this is your day, or this is the time that you have. Now, when you guys got the lima beans, if you just focused on this, if you, if you made this first in your life, you wouldn't be able to fill up the rest of this cup with the other golf balls. The essential things would actually fall out. But you could fill up all of your time with just this. The sugar, when you guys got it, should have had another bag of lima beans. I, didn't, I, thought, I thought the lima beans filled up a little better. But the sugar... You could have filled up your entire life with just the fun. And there's a lot of people that do this. A lot, of pe a lot of our cups look like this. But when you start, after that, trying to add in the things that are important, stuff starts falling off. You don't have time. You don't have space. And so it's important for us to not live like this, to not live like this, but to live this way, to make sure that we are honoring the time that God's given us by prioritizing what is important, not just to us, but to him, more importantly to him. Even if it's not that important to us, if it's important to him, it should be important to us. And this is the way we have to, and so we have to prioritize our time. We have to prioritize and put a hierarchy on what's going to, what is going to consume my time you guys can turn your seats back around so you don't have to uh, so, so you don't have to be turned in the chair. Round of applause for the team for doing it, doing their group project here. So the enemy knows this, right? Again, we're in a spiritual battle at all times. We have an enemy that does not want you to utilize your time for the things of the Lord. We have an enemy that wants you to utilize your time on things that seem important but aren't as important as what the Lord has. We have an enemy that wants you to spend your time on things that are, frankly, just fun. Any of you guys ever heard of, a, uh, of an app called Facebook? Back when I was in college, it wasn't an app. It was a website. And I'll tell you this. Facebook, what color is, what color is the Facebook logo? Anybody know? It's blue. It's a certain hue of blue, though. And you know why it's a certain hue of blue? You can look this up. They tested 
thousands of individuals to find a color that was so calming that you could look at it all day long. They want you on their app all day long. They know that if you have an app and it's a color red, it gets you a little bit more excited or orange. It's a little bit more vibrant. I can't look at this all day. But Facebook is a hue of blue so that you can spend your entire day scrolling, scrolling, watching different things in people's lives. Because what's important to them is that you're on it all day so that they can monetize off of you. You guys ever heard of Netflix? Nobody? Only one person? Alan? Okay. Have you guys ever uh, been watching that, what's called a cliffhanger? You ever heard of a cliffhanger? A cliffhanger is when an episode ends and they leave you in such suspense that you have to click the button to go next. You just have to. Like, you can't stop because they know if they didn't end it that way, you would look at them and say, hey, is this really that important for me? It's not. I'm going to go do something else. But they keep you trapped in this cycle. Again, I'm not opposed to Facebook. I'm not opposed to Netflix. But understand that everybody is fighting for your time. Everybody is fighting for your energy and your effort. And God is saying, hey, these things aren't inherently bad, but there has to be something else that is first. There has to be something that is prioritized first in our lives. And for us to be in 2024, to have a successful year and glorifying him and honoring him, the first priority has to be keeping God first. It has to be. Forgot, do I have that clicker? Here's my clicker. Top priority for 2024, keep God first. He has to be number one. And God's very serious about this. Everything else falls in line if God is first. But if God is not first, everything else that's important starts to spill out. And so prioritizing the Lord to be number one in our lives should be a goal for all of us going into 2024. And God calls this out a bunch of different times. When we're in Exodus 20 and the Lord is speaking to Moses and he's given the Ten Commandments. And then we'll pick it up. We'll pick it up here. Uh, he says, then God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. The first command he gave. You shall have no other gods before me. It's number one. Supremely important to him. And the way that we're designed for us to be able to accomplish the things that he has for us to accomplish in this life, he has to be first. Mosaic is a overtly anti-racist church. We believe that the Lord has given us a vision to, while proclaiming the gospel, or through the gospel, bringing a heart of unity and anti-racism to this community in Grand Rapids. That's not going to happen if God's not first in our life. If Netflix is first, if, um, I don't know, checking emails is first, if your job is first, if your children are first. And listen, I have four children. I thank God for my four children. I have an amazing beautiful, intelligent wife, and I'm super blessed to have her in my life. None of them are first in my life. None of them should be first 
in my life. And the same goes for all of us, guys. Whether you're married, children, great job, whatever, whatever God has blessed you with can't be more important than him. The gift can't be more important than the gift giver. God has to be first in our life. I can't be a great husband of Christy if God's not first in my life. I can't be a great father to my children if God's not first in my life. And we're not going to be able to engage and reach this community for the Lord in a heart of anti-racism through the gospel of Jesus Christ unless God is first in our life. Amen. And then he says it, he says it again, Matthew 22, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. Of all the things that the God of the universe is instructing us on, number one, love him. Everything else falls in line after that. Everything else falls in line after that. And if it doesn't fall in line after that, it's not of him. It's not for him. God's not trying to keep us away from, from good things. He wants everything prioritized and in order. And it's through that that we're able to execute and accomplish some of these things that he has for us here. Matthew 6.33 says, Do not worry then, saying, What are we to eat? Or what are we to wear for clothing? Or sorry, what are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear for clothing? I think eating is certainly important. Would y'all agree? I think everybody in here would agree. Eating's important. You don't eat for a while. It's going to be the end of you. But let me even say this. God, God should be more important to us than our lives. Like if honoring God meant I don't eat and I die, then I should not eat and die. He should be that important to us. Our lives are given over to him. But he certainly wants us to eat. What are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Beverage is very important, extremely important. Yesterday, uh, I was getting ready to go to Caleb's birthday party. Caleb Strickland turned 10 years old, or turns 10 years old in two days, I believe. In two days, there we go. If you see him, tell him happy birthday early. Um, I was getting ready to go to his birthday party, and I was eating some food, and I wasn't drinking anything. And the next thing I know, <clears throat> the food started getting a little trapped up in my throat. And so I'm caught, <coughs> trying to, I'm at the middle of this restaurant. Now, this happens occasionally. I need to get something done with my throat. But I, what, the way that I resolve this scenario is that I have to cough the food up. But I'm in the middle of this restaurant. Like, these people all sitting around. And I'm looking, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, I'm, like, Lord, please just let this go down. I don't want it to be. So I'm like, no, nah, it's getting close. I run over, pull over this garbage can. I'm I like it was so gross. I was I felt like I should pay for everybody's food in here. Like I went to the manager. I apologize. Everybody in there was so gracious. They're like, you know, it's okay. Just make sure you're all right. I'm like, I'm good. Went to the bathroom and we end up getting out. And I got to go celebrate at Caleb's birthday party. So it was a great time. So drinking, it's very important. What are we to drink? It is important. Or what are we to wear for clothing? I thank God that all of you guys are wearing clothing here this morning. It would have been one heck of a service if all of y'all just neglected that today. It's like, you know what? I'm going to just go all Garden of Eden today and just try it out. We don't need any of that. All of these things are important. 
For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. But he says, but seek first his kingdom. That's the first thing. And his righteousness. That's the first thing. And all these things will be provided to you. Focus on that. How many times are we focusing more on the groceries or the drinks or the clothing and we found that we don't have time to pray? We don't have time to be in the Word anymore. I didn't have time to go witness to this person or be there for this person because I was hungry. I didn't have time, you know, to serve the poor or be there for the widow, like Scripture tells us, or be there for the orphan or visit this person in prison because I had to work. And if I don't work, I don't have no clothes. And I need to have clothes, right? Like what is... Again, those things will be added to us, but what is important for us? So in 2024, my prayer, my encouragement is that we'll keep the main thing, the main thing. Two ways that I believe we keep God first, spending time reading scripture, spending time in his word, and spending time in prayer. There's obviously more things that I think that the Lord um may disclose to you and say, hey, these are essential things that I want you to do this year, things that I want you to prioritize this year, all of which I think comes from spending time in his word and prayer. But I think universally for all of us, dare I say, I don't think anyone is exempt from two essential things for us to keep God first this year and every year, spending time in his word and spending time in prayer. If you can't read, listen to it. Have somebody read it for you. Listen, there was a time uh, when the scriptures weren't readily laid out. Like we didn't have, they didn't have apps at the time of the book of Numbers where they could just jump up and read the book of Exodus today. They didn't have that. A lot of the translations were, were oral translations. They weren't kept in specific scribes everywhere. Guess what? Those people still spend time in the Word. Because in the book of Joshua, we read that we're commanded to be in the Word, to be courageous. Keep this Word on the forefront of our minds. We're commanded to talk about it when our children, when we wake up, when we go to bed, when we walk this way. Keep it on our doorposts. When you stand up, when you sit down. Like they didn't even have a, a, a readily available text to access. And it was still a command community-wide, to stay in the Word. Guys, we have the most accessible time of reaching, reading Scripture in the history of the world. You guys have in your phones right now like a thousand translations of the Bible. You can read it, and, and you can push play and somebody will read it to you. We can spend time in the Word. We have to spend time in the Word. It is essential for us to spend our time in the Word. There should never be a day that we're not spending time in the Word. I, I think most of you guys would agree with this. There should never be a day that you didn't brush your teeth. I think most of y'all would be like, no, we should brush our teeth every day. And, and, and I think most of you know it's not essential for life. Now, it's essential for talking in close proximity to me, but it's not essential for life that you have brushed your teeth. However, not a one of us wake up and like, you know what? This just wasn't a day for brushing teeth. This just wasn't it for me. All of us have that expectation that this is something we will do. Do we have that same mindset 
when it comes to being in the word? Do we have that same mindset when it comes to spending time in prayer? Christy and I have been married now for 13 and a half years. And I can assure you, even with traveling for work, even with um, all of our children, if I were to go a day and say, hey, I'm just not talking to you, there would be some friction. It would be a problem, right? And all of you guys will look at that and say, hey, you know, it's like you ignored your wife all day or ignored your, we'll go that, we'll have that mindset with God for weeks, for months, some even for a year, years. Guys, being, we are, I am unable to love Christy the way that I should love her if I'm not in relationship and communication with her if I'm not able to share my heart with her, if I'm not able to re read and listen, or sorry, to listen to her heart, the same goes with our time with the Lord. Reading scripture, we're hearing from the heart of God. We're hearing from him. Spending time in prayer, we're sharing our heart with him. Right? And so these things, these things are essential. So next week, Noah's going to start a series called Prayer dependence on God. And I would encourage all of you guys to be back next week. It's going to be an awesome series. I think it runs through definitely the end of January, but probably into mid-February. Um, it's something that's been important on his heart uh, and, and a place that he wants to take our church where Mosaic is certainly known for proclaiming the gospel, certainly known for anti-racism, anti but certainly known as a community of people who spend time in the word and spend time in prayer with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love, your mercy, your kindness, your goodness to us, Lord. Father, I pray that 2024 would be a year that we honor and love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength as you have commanded, Father. I pray that 2024 would be a year that we keep the main thing the main thing. That we will go where you want us to go and that there would be no barriers that keep us from doing that, Lord. That we will prioritize you over everything else and we will prioritize the things that you would have for us to do first, before everything else, Lord. I pray that you give us wisdom in decision-making with this, Father. I pray that you give us um, encouragement in our environment and in our communities to live this way, Lord. And I pray that if we're in environments or communities that are opposed to this, Lord, are opposed to keeping you first, which we know there's many of those in this world, Father, that our eyes would be open to it and that you give us the wisdom and courage to choose differently or to change our environment so that not even our environment will keep us from honoring you. For Mosaic this year, Father, I pray that we're a church that will proclaim the gospel truth to every community that you've given us to proclaim that truth, Lord, 
that hearts will be ready to receive the gospel, Lord, that the vision of anti-racism through the gospel and goodness of Jesus Christ will be realized here in Grand Rapids, Lord, and that we will be a community known for the relationship, love, and oneness that we have with you. Father, I pray for our leadership teams, our, um, our staff, our members, Lord, that we would have the courage to hold each other accountable to this, Lord, that this, won't, this wouldn't just be an idea or a thought to start the year, but this would be something we would hold each other accountable to throughout this year, Father. And, and again, moving forward, we're so grateful for all you've done for us in 2023, and we're excited to take it to the next level in 2024. And we thank you for all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.